What's up, family? Welcome into Speak. Now, look, y'all know we love y'all because we was all in Phoenix at the game yesterday. Some of us drove overnight. Some of us took first thing flights. But we're here. The biggest show of the year after the biggest game of the year. Shady, that's a chain, big dog. That's a chain. Like this? I like. Can I start this way? Eagles all-time rushing leader, LaShawn Shady McCoy. That is the brilliant Joy Taylor. And that's the one and only NFL insider on all things Dave Hellman. Now, again, this was going to be probably the most um, hilariously comical and entertaining show in Speak history because we had a time. We had a time. A delirious we, show. Do we, do we have some of the images for the sights and sounds? Because we was at the game. Y'all see me, Shady. Red carpet. He's out there at the red car, but okay. Joy Taylor living that box life, doing her thing out there at the games. That's Dave Hellman taking it all in. Confetti, confetti, confetti. That's me with Pat Mahomes Sr. After the game, talking to my guy. Okay. Who's so, he smoking on? He's smoking on a, uh, he said a Philly blunt. Mm. He said he wasn't smoking on no Joe Burrow. I literally, I said, what's up? Uh, he said, yo, I love the show. I love you. Love Shady. Love everything y'all do. He said, but don't ever doubt 1-5. He said, I made 1-5 different. He said, I ain't smoking on no Joe Burrow. I'm smoking on a Philly Blunt. I That's how I talk to. On no Joe Burrow. That's <laughs> I made one five different. <laughs> I made one five different. Now, look, we literally were all in uh, Phoenix yesterday. So we're going to give you all the inside information, not just from watching the game, but from literally being at the game. The Chiefs, clearly Super Bowl champions. You all know that by now. Patrick Mahomes had himself a day. One of the cleanest games of his career. Touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. No turnovers. Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, Travis Kelsey all got in the end zone. They schemed it up. They dialed it up. It was so fun to watch and see, not just on TV, but Joy obviously in person. Joy, who deserves the most credit for the Chiefs win? Daddy said he made him different. He made him different. He told no lies. How about those? Patrick Mahomes, for sure. I mean, really watching that game and considering the fact that he was doing all of that on a high ankle sprain, mm-hmm. which, you know, in football terms doesn't really sound that bad, but you know, go have a high ankle sprain Oof. and see if you can walk, let alone no, do what Patrick Mahomes did. And two of the biggest plays of the game were Patrick Mahomes' runs. Yeah. Two of those runs changed the entire game. So the fact that he was able to do everything that he did through the air, but also make those big plays with his feet, knowing that he – is injured, which would have been impressive if he wasn't injured, is really, really remarkable. And we're getting the opportunity to see one of the greatest players that the game has ever seen just entering his prime, which should be terrifying to the rest of the NFL, but should be a delight to all of us as as fans. Obviously not Eagles fans today, but I think they can (laughs) still appreciate that at the very least, Ah, if you're going to lose, you can lose to greatness. So Patrick Mahomes was unbelievable last night. Their offense was incredible in the second half, and we'll get into all of that, but you know, just, just to highlight what they did in the second half, they converted 93.8% of their first downs. The only reason it wasn't 100 is because McKinnon laid out to run right. the ball out. Yeah. So that should tell you what Patrick Mahomes is capable of doing. And he won that game, and he deserves credit for it. <sighs> yeah, it's a tough one, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough one. We lost, man. We, our, our boys fought hard. But, hey, it was a Shady McCoy Super Bowl. I want my Eagles to win, but then my favorite coach won, Andy Reid. So, um, if I had to pick who's more deserving, yeah. you can't say Patrick Mahomes without saying Andy Reid. You can't say Tom Brady without saying Belichick. Fair. So, I go with Andy Reid and, and uh, Patrick Mahomes. They played a phenomenal uh, game, right? Andy Reid was dotting it up. Patrick Mahomes made plays when he had to make plays. Nobody's open. A crazy uh, a pass rush. What's he do? He scrambles, gets first downs, seals the game. Andy Reid, let's talk about him. 
there's so many plays he had where there was guys wide open. Yeah. Right? Yep. If I'm an all-star quarterback, which Patrick Mahomes is, MVP, it's so much pressure. What's better than having a coach that can help me out? Mm-hmm. Simplify the game plan for, for him. They ran the ball efficiently, which people know that Chiefs don't run the ball. Had 160 yards rushing, averaged six yards per carry. And he don't run the ball. He ran it enough to keep the game honest, keep it balanced. Them guys on the, on the, on the, on the pass rushes for the Eagles, everybody talked about it all week like we did. They canceled them out the game. Yeah. They were done. So I got to give a lot of love to Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes. Shady, let me build on that because the most impressive thing Andy Reid did was late in the game, how he dialed it up like Shady just mentioned, and it allowed Patrick Mahomes to thrive like Joy just mentioned. So let me put this in full picture for him. The Chiefs have to score right here. What they identify is that Darius Slay and Avante Maddox are on Travis Kelsey and Kadarius Toney, but Kadarius Toney is going to go in motion. Andy Reid realizes, oh, they haven't rehearsed this. Avante Maddox and Darius Slay leave Kelsey and Tony wide open. This is all scheme, all scheme, all Andy Reid finding Kadarius Tony wide open in the end zone. Then just three minutes later of game time, after you'd already scored, they're going to do the same thing on the opposite side. Watch Sky Moore now. That's Avante Maddox for the Eagles. Sky Moore is going to go in motion, so Avante Maddox thinks. But Avante Maddox is going to take his eyes off of Sky Moore once he motions, and Andy Reid, based upon design and dialing it up, has Avante Maddox on the opposite hash and Sky Moore wide open for an easy touchdown in the end zone. So Andy Reid helped Patrick Mahomes as much as I've ever seen a coach help another player. So I think Joy hit the nail on the head and Shady really summarized it and encapsulated it perfectly. Andy Reid could not have done it without Mahomes and Mahomes could not have done it without Reid. But Dave Hellman, what did you see from the press box, correct? I, yeah, yeah, my first Super Bowl. I mean, I cover the Cowboys, so this is uncharted territory. How was it? Yeah. How was it? It was amazing. I mean, it's even as somebody who's done, you know, I've done this for 10 years. I've been in a lot of press boxes. I've been to State Farm Stadium half a dozen times. But in terms of magnitude, atmosphere, obviously, but even just the number of people, like a Super Bowl, it, it's a hectic experience, honestly. Like, there's an auxiliary press box. I mean, there must have been... Upward of 600 credentialed members of of the press. I think I heard our broadcast team, like 2,000 people came together to put that on. Like, it's staggering to see it all in person. As for the game itself, everything y'all just said is right. And I could do five more minutes about Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. But since we covered that, I just want to make sure we point out the guys who never get the credit. The Chiefs offensive line. Hopefully, I'm well, actually, hopefully I'm not the first, but I want to be one of the few to name them on national TV. Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith and Andrew Wiley. We spent a lot of time talking about what a mismatch that was in this game and how the Eagles pass rush with 70 sacks on the season. We, if you recall, if you watched Speak on Friday, I hope you did, we did like an (laughs) eight minute segment out on our awesome field on the set at the stadium. And we did a whole thing about, like, okay, cool. Even Andy, like, Andy Reid's a good enough coach to take Hassan Reddick out of the game, but there's six other ones. What's Patrick Mahomes going to do? Well, the Eagles got no sacks. They got blanked. I think Orlando Brown tweeted last night, put it on a T-shirt. Zero sacks. An absolutely dominant performance. And, yes, some of that is because of Patrick Mahomes, and some of it is because of the scheme. But some of it is also because the Chiefs offensive line just went out and road graded these guys. They also ran for six yards of carry in this game, 160 on the night. Like Isaiah Pacheco was a huge part of this game. You realize the Chiefs only had eight third downs. That's how successful they were on first and second down. That's offensive line play. Like they they were absolutely incredible. If you think back to uh, 
2020. You could argue the reason the Chiefs aren't celebrating their third Super Bowl is because of offensive line play. Patrick Mahomes had no chance in that game. They retooled it. They traded for Orlando Brown. They signed Joe Tooney. They drafted Creed Humphrey. And these guys went out and dominated the best pass rush in the NFL. So, yes, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid deserve a boatload of credit. But let's give a shout-out to those guys because they played the game of their lives in the biggest game imaginable. Shady, are you at all surprised? Because we knew, obviously, that the Chiefs' offensive line was solid. We didn't know how solid they were because nobody had seen anything like the Eagles' defensive line. But are you at all surprised that the Eagles' defensive line could not get there? And as somebody who knows Andy Reid better than anybody on national television – how in the world did Andy Reid scheme that up? I'm a little surprised, right, because I thought that it would be at least a challenge. Like, even if you don't get sacks, least, like, pressure, you know, or pass knockdowns. Yep. But this is how good Andy Reid really is. Like, just think about this for a second. In the second half, first of all, in the first half, the Eagles did a great job of managing the clock. I don't know if you, if you noticed that. Like, they had the ball way, way longer than the Chiefs. But in the second half, Pat threw the ball 14 times, 13 completions. Mm-hmm. One incompletion, it was a throwaway. Right? Getting the ball out quick. Even the designs you just showed, that was amazing. That's really game plan. Right? I, and I hate to say, like, oh, it, it, was, it was Andy Reid. It was Andy Reid, but they've been working on that, like practicing that. Like, okay, when you get a raise, I'm going to bring some pressure. Go, man, we keep hitting it with the jet sweeps. So if his man covers and there's pressure, the, the cornerback has to go, hits the floor over top. Bet. Andy Reid seen it all week. Watch tape on it. Boom. When it happened, when it, when it, when it presented itself, the opportunity, as they went with the sweep, he stopped, hit him with the pass, yep. and he did it over and over again. So that just shows you how good of a coach Andy Reid is. And then Patrick Mahomes, like, he is a great player because even plays like that are called gimmies. Andy Reid kind of diced that up for that play. But even the ones where there was nothing there, creating extra time when they did get a little bit of pressure, stepping right, stepping left, hit the scene, running it, passing it. It's a great game, man. Now, great Joy, game. from inside the stadium when Mahomes got hurt, it was a little harder to see. Because, like, we didn't get the slow angle replay of T.J. Edwards tackling him and twisting him. But from where you were watching the game, how nervous were you for the Chiefs when it was now 24-14 to going into half? Mahomes has just gotten tackled. We thought the Chiefs might be able to get points. They don't end up getting points. The Eagles instead go down, and instead of getting seven, they get three. Where was your mindset, even from being inside the stadium, saying, like, "Uh uh-oh, the tide and the energy has shifted? No, no. Never in doubt. I mean, I picked the Eagles to win the game, but I also mentioned over and over last week that this wasn't a bunch of busters. <laughs> this is a very serious team. They're not some scrappy underdog. Scrappy Super Bowl championship. There's Jeez. all pros all over the place. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Andy Reid. Look, I, I'm sure you, you felt good as an Eagles fan with that lead, but did you, did you not feel like there's an opportunity for them to come back? It's Patrick Mahomes. I never, there's not really a lead that, that a team could have on Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes that I would be nervous they couldn't get back in it. So even though that's scary, this is the Super Bowl. We've seen some incredible second-half comebacks by teams with all-time greats on the other side of the ball in, in Super Bowl. So I, I got to be honest, I, I really never felt like it was out of reach, even with a lead that big. I'm not going to say I felt like it was out of reach, but I, there was a period, like, end of, second, or end of first half, like when, when Pat had been hurt, and the Eagles are driving. They wound up settling for a field goal. There was some goofy circumstances there. Long pause because of a couple of reviews. I was sitting up in the press box, and I was like, 
okay, I can imagine this kind of following the Eagles script where yeah. they, they get maybe, I mean, they had a chance to even take a bigger lead. Thought it was going to go 28-14. And I'm like, they're going to lean on the run game in the second half and they can outlast the Chiefs, especially if Patrick Mahomes isn't fully healthy. And God forbid if he doesn't play. Like if Chad Henney finishes this game, the Chiefs are not winning it. All of that stuff was going through my mind. Then I got really distracted by Rihanna, and then the Chiefs came out and did their thing. Did you see that play right there, though? Which one? That's another Andy Reid play. It, it was a pick route with wide receiver and Travis Kelsey. He motioned in. He picked it, and then he did an out and up. Normally, we do a pick is just a straight, mm-hmm. you know, wheel route. Went out and up. The one he scored a touchdown on? Woo! It was dangerous. You know what? that. It's it is a beast, dog. It's fascinating because, like, as I was watching the game, Shady, there were several plays that Eagles players made that I was like, yo, that made was a yeah. heck of a play. Yeah. But when I saw the Chiefs make incredible plays outside of Patrick Mahomes, I was usually like, phenomenal design. Yeah. A.J. Brown, like, that was just a great play. That wasn't a great play design. Devontae Smith, clearly it was overturned. People were like, was it a catch, was it not a catch? Dallas Goddard made two incredible catches. I believe one counted, one didn't. But outside of the Kelsey shoestring catch, everything else I was just like, Andy Reid, phenomenal design. Meanwhile, A.J. Brown out there fighting for his life, (laughs) just trying to make – go ahead, go ahead. I agree with you for the most part. I thought thought Pacheco was amazing in this game. Like, I mean, we know how angry he runs. He was – he was formidable. And, and some of that is design, right? Just getting. But he, no, he, but he was I'll running that. hard. Check, check and he, he had some. Run, well, oh, no, never mind. Save it. Because I. Yeah. Save it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we are getting through this show with y'all again. In case y'all forgot, we ran overnight for to make this show. Some flew first thing in the morning to make this show. We got to bring y'all all the information because we were at the game. Coming up next, Mahomes being a two-time champ. What does it actually mean for his legacy and for the superstar? That is next on Speak. Smoking on the Philly blunts. Hey, take it, take it easy. Take it easy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, I asked if they would adopt me. That's me and Killer Trav after the game. He's been watching the show. He's been watching the show. He said he loved the segment we did about the brothers and uh, 2-5. I just had to tell Jason. I said, hey, I'm proud of you, man. J.D., that one, that one hurt my heart, man. Yeah. That one hurt well, my Kelsey heart. Well, Kelsey didn't say much. Did he didn't say much. Well, he was just taking it in. Jason Kelsey was the last eagle on the field. Lane Johnson cleared yep. the field. Boston Scott cleared the field. Then Jason Kelsey was just taking laps. I believe he was trying to find Travis, but Travis was already at the podium. But, Shady, Kelsey was just kind of taking it in, man, just trying to figure it all, figure it all out, man. You think he comes back? I was going to ask you the same thing, man. I think he will at this point. I think if they would have won, I think he would have left where you stand on it. I don't know, because going back is even harder. That's what people don't understand. I thought Chiefs was so great, because you go, then you go again. A little break, then you go again. Like, it's hard to do. I don't know if he's – Kelsey's done a lot in this league. A lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of years. And then you play in linemen, right? You play center, you in the, you in the mix. Tackles, I feel like. Yep. You know, they, they uh, a little detox where or um, defense in here and there, but you in the mix in the mix. When you decided to retire, what would what was the deciding factor for you? I'm gonna be honest. It was the championship rings I got, right? They kind of made me spoil you because I didn't do much to get them, and I got them. And then the teams that reached out to me, I won't name them, but they weren't that good. I said, hold up, you want to be the mentor to these teams, and I'm not gonna be playing, and we're not going to Super Bowls or the playoffs. I'm out. 
Fox, Fox, you got, you got space for me? Okay, bet. let's do the deal. That is the perfect way to play I mean, it, my friend. The way to that's the play. truth. That is the perfect way to play it. Well, somebody walking away no time soon is Patrick Mahomes because he just walked into another Super Bowl MVP and another ring. He was dominant yesterday, but the more important question now is, what does this all mean? We're witnessing greatness, but just how great is what we're witnessing? Off an ankle injury, hobbled, 13 of 14 in the second half, two touchdowns, no interceptions. The only incompletion was an intentional throw away, bow in the presence of greatness, so we shall. Shady, what does a second Super Bowl mean for Patrick Mahomes? He's an elite company. There's only been, what, four quarterbacks to have multiple MVPs, multiple Super Bowls, uh, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, and now Patrick Mahomes. Mm. But check this out, though. When they got that award, multiple Super Bowls, multiple MVPs, Brady's 33, Joe Montana 34, Peyton Manning 39, Patrick Mahomes 27. So now it's like with this ring, with this MVP, you're in a, a different league. So we next year, there's literally no platform on TV talking about, is it Patrick Mahomes, is it Josh Allen, is it yeah. Burrow, is it – Jalen Hurts, it's no, it's none of them. Now he's chasing Tom Brady. I think to get seven championships is hard to do. That's hard to do, mm-hmm. right? But let's think about it. He's only, what, 27 years old. He's mobile. So now when he can't run as well, he's still going to be well to run enough. Like, mm-hmm. he can run well enough, right? Where Tom doesn't at all. He has the arm strength to do it. He has the players to do it. And he's with Andy Reid. I don't know if Andy Reid's going to be around for another 10 years. But, shoot, they've been in five AFC championship games, right? They've been in the last four years, three title, cha- title three games. Titles in four Come years. on. So they're going to get there. Some way they find a way to get there. I just think that if, if there's one person that could catch Tom Brady, it's Patrick Mahomes. He's starting at a young, young age. I, I agree with you, Shady. I think Tom Brady's most impressive part of his career was at the end of his career. And Patrick Mahomes is doing what Tom Brady did most impressively already. Tom Brady's most impressive chips were, to me, that 2016 chip against the Falcons and the chip he got in Tampa because he went to Tampa and a new team, Nobel Belichick, and he wins. He was the reason his teams won in the Super Bowl against the Falcons and in the Super Bowl where he was in Tampa. Patrick Mahomes is already being the reason that his team is winning those championships. So what Patrick Mahomes is doing now is already equalizing the peak of what Tom Brady has done from an impressive perspective, not talking about in totality, but just talking about the talent in moments. Patrick Mahomes is already doing things that we have not seen before, five straight AFC championship games. But more than going to five straight AFC championship games, they all mean something now. Yeah. It's one thing to go to a championship game and lose, go to a championship game, go to a Super Bowl and lose. But when you got two rings in three games, when you got two chips, two Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season MVPs, what we're witnessing is truly the pinnacle of most people's careers. And I don't even think Patrick Mahomes has yet hit his prime, Joy Taylor. Yeah, I agree. I think he's he was already in rare air to me, but he's he's in that special space. And I, and I think now well, I hope now. Like Shady said, that we'll we'll stop having the conversation of comparing him to other quarterbacks, particularly because his skill set shows that he's he's capable of doing what everyone does. He can run. If he was just a pocket passer, like, well, well, maybe this guy can run better. Like, no, he can run, and his runs were the difference in that game. Yeah, yeah. The reason why they won that game, the reason he is a Super Bowl MVP. So also to contextualize his entire season, because I do think that we were a little quiet on the Chiefs all year, and we get like that. You know, we get a little bored, a little boring, talk about the same great team every single year. Yep. You run into that with LeBron. The Warriors dealt with a little bit of this, and now the Chiefs are as well. They're just great every year, and there's just not, not a lot of controversy around it. We kind of have to create it, and they were a little quiet this year. 
again, they were just billed as these scrappy underdogs who didn't have enough to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Patrick Mahomes won the league MVP, went through the AFC, where we feel all of the young talent is, at least the quarterback position, went into the playoffs as a one seed, beat Joe Burrow, who he had not beaten at that that point in his career, and then beat a dominant Eagles defense in the Super Bowl. He's had one of the most incredible seasons of his career, and he came in doubted somehow because Tyreek Hill wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So I think he's – we're running out of words to kind of describe him, amazing, you know, special, rare. But it it is what he is, and I hope that we can just appreciate what he's doing and not try to find a way to pick at it because he is is something special. There's a long list of Hall of Fame caliber – iconic quarterbacks that have accomplished a lot in this league that Patrick Mahomes is currently part of, uh, whether you want to go all the way back to Terry Bradshaw, John Elway, throw Aaron Rodgers in there because of the four MVPs. The only two quarterbacks that have ever played in the NFL that have objectively better resumes than Patrick Mahomes are Tom Brady and Joe Montana. There's only two. Because, like, you know, a guy like Terry Bradshaw has more championships but less personal accolades. Patrick Mahomes got it all. And, I, and like Joy said, like, I didn't, I didn't need him to win this game to feel that way about him, but it just cements it. Like, I, I mean, he could retire today and be in the Hall of Fame, and it would be deserved. And he's 27 years old. Is deserved? Deserved. It would be deserved. Whatever. <laughs> no he's, sleep. He's, yeah, exactly. He's a damn Hall of Famer at the age of 27, and no matter how many times I say it out loud – it still blows my mind. Uh, he, I mean, and, and he, we, we talked about it. We said, what, what would the Chiefs, what would need to happen for the Chiefs to win this game? We would need Patrick Mahomes to be him. He played that way. What, he threw like eight incompletions? I know, like, the numbers weren't gaudy, but he was so clutch. And then, again, the ankle, which has been bothering him for three weeks now, 26 yards? You realize that play bumped uh, their win uh, expectancy from 69% to 81%. Like, he basically clinched the game. Yeah. Running 26 yards. I was, I remember watching it live and I was like, is somebody going to get him? How's he moving this fast? What's <laughs> happening? Oh crap. They're in field goal range. I think Patrick Mahomes just won this game. So he's been an active reason, obviously why they have won both of these championships. Like he's got the iconic plays to go with the rings. He's got the MVPs. He's got the Super Bowl MVPs. You run out of ways to describe it. And yeah, I just, I hope we don't take that for granted. And I damn sure don't want to be starting next season trying to put somebody on his level because a lot of people have a lot of work to do before they belong in that conversation. I I think we're probably inappropriately skipping over Joe Montana in this conversation. But as you were talking about Mahomes, the the parallel of Brady and MJ and Mahomes and LeBron mm-hmm. popped in my mind. So I, I don't want to disrespect Montana in that in that process of great. Yeah, he's got to catch him first. Um, yeah, but I'm just saying as as far as you know, modern greats are concerned. Like, we, ha- we know that Tom Brady has the accolades and, you know, we're not going to start take- picking apart his legacy as he's just retired. But that's, that's sort of what I think we're going to get into the conversation of is, is Brady is untouchable because of all the accomplishments and his greatness, obviously, in the same way that N- MJ is. And LeBron, having all those accomplishments at a very young age as well, now what Patrick Mahomes is building. I don't know. That just popped into my mind. But that's, that's what I think that we are watching. It's a cliche. The, the Mount Rushmore conversation is a cliche. But at the age of 27, 
you could argue Patrick Mahomes belongs on the NFL's quarterback Mount Rushmore, which is an in, it's an insane thought. It's completely We are just firing awkward. hot takes today. Well, is that a hot take, though? I like, I don't think it is. Start picking it no, I think it's like, <laughs> Shady, I think your stat really summarized it. It's Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Two MVPs, Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season MVPs, and Patrick Mahomes did it the fastest. Say what you Ooh. will, it's incredibly impressive. But we got a lot to say because the Chiefs did win, but the Eagles, there's some lame to go around for that loss. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Jonathan Gannon, the pass rush, Nick Sirianni. Who do you blame for the birds' collapse? Next on Speak. It's not really a hot <laughs> It's 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 all love between the future Hall of Famer. Tyreek Hill and his former teammates, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, he took to Twitter to say, boy, 15 and 87, got to be the greatest duo of all time. Love watching it. Shady, they are all your former teammates. You won a Super Bowl with 15, 18, and Tyreek Hill. What you make of it? I love it. Like, they're a real team. And uh, the cool thing about the Chiefs is everybody leaves the ego at the door. So when so you walk in, all right, take it off. I give it, I come back. Because they all love each other. Like, there's players, there's times where Tyreek Hill gets a lot of catches and Travis doesn't. And then it's vice versa. So they all just want to win. They want the best for each other. Are y'all forever a family? I, I, maybe the most fascinating thing that happened to me all day yesterday outside of watching Jay-Z take pictures of his daughter. Most fascinating thing is post-game, I'm on the field, and this person walks up to me in a Chiefs hat, Chiefs, Chiefs uh, uniform. I have no idea who he is. Not in a Chiefs uniform, Chiefs T-shirt. He walks up to me, has tears in his eyes. He says, Emmanuel, I love y'all's show. I say, thanks. I, I don't know. I have no idea who he is. No facial recognition. He says, Brett Veach. I was like, Oh, oh, how you know my boy Veach? Oh, hold up, hold up. I said, oh, he goes, he says, tell Shady, uh, I appreciate him. Tell Shady, he's my guy. And I stopped and said, yo, we got to get a picture. We got to get a picture because I obviously know what, how he looks like. But I've never, I never met Veach. I think he was in Philly before and left Philly before I ever got there. Is it just forever a family between all Chiefs people? We love each other. Like, like I talked to Andy Reid. I talked to um, um, Rick, the, the head trainer. Like, we all are family. And one thing about Andy Reid, he's loyal. He brought all the guys with him. And then, look, Brett Veach. All the best players, I won't say all the best players, most of his best players, Veach kind of got. Like Patrick Mahomes, they say he's beat down his door every day. We got to sign. We got to draft him. Myself, Deshaun Jackson, I'm in. <laughs> Brett Veach, the general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs. I will not make that mistake again. And congrats <laughs> to you. Okay, we got to transition to the other team, the Eagles, because while everything went great for the Chiefs in the second half, it was a monumental collapse for the Eagles. Eagles went to halftime 24-14. to 14. All of the energy in the stadium was one direction. That's the Philadelphia mm. Eagles. But that pivotal play right there, that was a hold on James Bradbury, solidified the game. Patrick Mahomes gets it done. Chiefs kicked the game, winning field goal with roughly seven seconds left. Shady, Eagles had a monumental collapse in the second half. I saw that only the Falcons and the Eagles now have blown double-digit halftime leads. Falcons and the Eagles. Shady, who you blame for the Eagles? Hold on. We shouldn't be in there with them, though. They, 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 18, was that, 18 points, and this was 10. Come on. Anyway, um, I got to give it to Andy Reid. I'm blaming, I'm blaming Andy Reid. He made some crazy, amazing adjustments at halftime, right? The second half, they came out smoking hot. There's a couple plays I want to show y'all, right? Please do. Okay, so right here where um, Josh Sweat is, is all sides, right? And he shows him like a screen. Tony goes to motion, they're going to set up a screen. They do the same exact play. Fake the screen, they throw the wheel up top. Mm. Come on. Like, those are really plays. Same thing. They're in that man, they're man, man coverage. Blitzing. Boom. They show him the jet sweep twice. They do it to the right side, they do it to the left side. Mm. As great as Patrick Mahomes is, we got to make it hard for this guy. Yeah. And then you have Andy Reid. 
He, you have an MVP quarterback, and then you have a, the genius, a brilliancy of Andy Reid. Dyson these plays up. It makes it even harder to win. So, listen, the, the Eagles, we played well. We fought hard. Jalen played phenomenal. But I got to give it Andy Reid. He's to blame why we lost this game. He diced us up. That's what he does. Okay, what he does. we have currently made up three words on today's show due to lack of sleep. We made up brilliancy. We made up uh, deserved. Deserved. I got, an, I got an hour and a half of sleep last night, man. Wait, brilliancy, that, that could go, though. Why you – see, this guy, that could have went. I think brilliancy is a word. I'm going to look it up right now. Put my phone at. Don't call me on anything that's happening today. Producer. Somebody, yeah, get in our ear and tell us if any of this stuff I makes sense. I think it sense. could go, Shady. Okay, well, what couldn't go was the Eagles' defense in the second half, Joy. Yeah. So who do you blame for the loss? The Eagles' defense. <laughs> I mean, look, this, they were all we talked about leading up to this game. Nobody wanted to give Jalen any credit. They were talking about all the, all the pieces on the, on the offense that, that, that's propping Jalen up. The offense did what they were supposed to do. I understand Jalen had a fumble. You, you're allowed to make mistakes in a game. Nobody's really expecting a perfect game out of anybody. And to be honest, I don't, I don't think the Chiefs played a perfect game. They played an almost perfect second half. And that's it's not just how you start, it's how you finish. And that's what the Chiefs did. That's why you asked earlier if I felt like it was getting away from them. I was like, no. I've seen greats do this before. It, it's, an appropriate, it's appropriate that we were hearkening back to that Falcons game with Tom Brady. The Eagles' defense didn't make a big play the whole game. You've got to make a play. You've got to make it hard on Patrick Mahomes. You've got to disrupt the pocket a little bit. Get back there. Get hands on him. He's injured. You can't get, you can't get one sack for a loss. You can't for, force one turnover. This is an Eagles' defense that was great and consistent all season long. They are mentioned, even after the way that this game went, in the breadth of the, Chicago, the the 85 and 84 Bears. Yep. We don't even talk about the – like, that's just like, that's the best defense ever. Correct. Starts after that. It does start after that, and it was the Eagles this year with the amount of sacks that they had. So for them to not disrupt anything for, for the Kansas City Chiefs this game, particularly in the second half, I mean, having Patrick Mahomes be able to run around like that, even to have the, the, the Chiefs be able to run the ball the way that they did, well. when that's not what they do well – was really disappointing. So to me, I, I think the offense scored all the points. The offense, Philadelphia offense did what they were supposed to do, even with the mistake. The Eagles defense didn't show up. I, I just think it was a lack of playing clean. Like, I went back and rewatched the game this morning because obviously when you watch it in person and on tape, it's very different. When you go back and watch, before the Jalen Hurts fumble, if y'all remembered what happened, it was third and one. Yep. QB sneak. Eagles are going to convert a third and one QB sneak. It's what they always, always do. They do. did it during the course of the game on fourth and one, actually, twice. What happened? Right guard, false start, number 56. Ooh, false start, yeah. offensive line, number 56. Goes from third and one to third and six. What happens on third and six? Fumble. Jalen Hurts. Not only did he fumble, that's one thing, but he fumbled and the Chiefs pick it up and go down and score. It's 14 to seven at that point. More than likely, the Eagles ain't getting stopped. They're going down and at least taking a 17 to seven or 20, 14 to 21 to seven type of lead. Yeah. Okay, what happens later in the game? Quez Watkins, Jalen Hurts throws a perfect strike. Shady, perfect. Ding. Quez Watkins drops it. What happens right before halftime? Devontae Smith almost makes a spectacular catch, doesn't make the catch. Now, instead of it being 28 to 14, it goes to 24 to 14. Yeah. Then in the second half, Jonathan Gannon. I don't know where he was at. No halftime adjustments. Jonathan Gannon, defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. I, to watch Andy Reid just manipulate the Eagles' defense like that was really a shame. If you see, Shady brought up two phenomenal plays. The, 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 the touchdown to Kadarius Tony on the right side, touchdown to Sky Moore on the left side. 
When you see a mistake made by one player, it's usually the player's fault. Shady, you can attest to this. Yep. But when you see the same mistake mm -hmm. made by multiple players, now it's the coach's fault. Yep. So when I saw the multiple defenders making mistakes and the same mistake, now I'm thinking to myself, oh, have you all just not repped this? I cannot blame a defender for something they did not get excess repetitions on. For that reason, I'm looking at Jonathan Gannon, defensive coordinator, Dave. If I was a hater, if, Whoa. if I was a hater. If. This is starting. This, this is <laughs> where they I, watch the show, they know. This <laughs> is where I would point out that Dak Prescott left that stadium with more trophies than the Eagles last night. And I just wanted to. Okay, for the record, you got Dak in the show today. Uh -huh. you no, did. that was all me. Said, that was all me. How are we going to get Dak? That in the show was today? all me. I'll, I'll do it again. That's why they booed him. They did. Yeah, there were a lot Yo, of Eagles how there. disrespectful was that? That's what we do. Dak Prescott That's won right. Walter Payton Man That's of right. the Year. That's they right. announced it before Pat the game. Pat him on the back. That's right. He's getting his trophy. That's right. Pat him on the back. And all you hear is resounding boos. That's right. That's Sorry. right. Sorry, producers. That's right. Say that for not this game. <laughs> You're doing some great things in the community, and we respect you for that. But not here on the Philadelphia Eagles game. That's what it is. So you respect the Eagles booing Dak Prescott. Yeah. Walter Payton Man of the Year. And it's Philadelphia. LeBron James got booed. He did get booed. He don't even play for he Sixers. Let's go. Like they don't care. It's Philadelphia. Joy, were you surprised? Dak and no, Boo? Philly fans? No, I'm not surprised at all. It's Philadelphia. I'm not surprised. Was it right? It wasn't right. But that's what it is. Okay, how about DeMarcus Ware getting booted? DeMarcus Ware, yeah. he gets inducted but into the, the hall. But DeMarcus knew what it was, though. It's Philly, man. He was, it's like, Philly. He was laughing at it. They're going to do what they're going to do. It's, Dak, yeah, it's you can read. It's a Super Bowl. I don't want to hear no Cowboys, nothing. You can uh. read Dak's lips. He, like, he's, you know, hey, and you can see him go, Eagles fans. <laughs> that's great. But he took, his <laughs> big, <laughs> he took his big, pretty trophy, which it's not any. It's well deserved. He's, he's, not, he's not playing in the game. I get it. But he took it home with him, and the Eagles didn't, you know. Eagles to, are sitting here looking for somebody the, to blame. We had to get the Cowboys. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, damn right we did. Well, Dave, no. who do you blame? It, it's, I mean, it's the Eagles' defense. And, and Shady, it's a good point. Andy Reid is such a good coach. But where I lost the plot, we, we can't be doing – you can't be doing fake jet motion for two different touchdowns where the Eagles just lose the guy to the point where he's just got to do this and score. I mean, like and, – and the, the irony is that – the Chiefs got it from Doug Peterson, the Super Bowl winning Eagles coach who did it to them all the way back in week three. That is a crazy lack of ability to adjust from a defense that is loaded with stars. Like we spent so much time talking about Slay and Bradbury and Maddox. Beast. Me is a beast. Well, wait, that's wait. Why did he turn back around and run the other way? Wait. Oh, no. Oh, my God. He scored like that. It's, that, that's not good enough. From a Super Bowl defense, from a defense that was third in league history in sacks, they didn't get a sack in this game. They gave up 160 yards. The Chiefs did whatever they wanted to in the second half. They scored on all four of their possessions. Uh, and, and, and to some degree, I think you got to tip your cap and say, this is Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. It was a well-played game. Don't get me wrong. Clearly, it was dramatic. It came down to the end. But for all of the hype and all of the pro bowlers and all the talent and all the production – the Eagles' defense did not show up, they, particularly after half. Let me break down how this happens. And, Shady, I might need your help. So, during uh, Super Bowl, you got two weeks, right? So, you probably have roughly eight to ten practices. Shady, correct me yeah, if I'm wrong. Yeah. You've done it before. First week is more like just really chill, chill. Yep. The second week is, all right, let's put some real work in. So, fans are probably wondering how in the hell are those receivers so wide open? During practice, you can rarely go full speed because they got to save your legs. So you can't really exercise those plays at maximum speed. Furthermore, if you do play it out at max speed, everybody has to get a rep because we don't know if they're going to target Shady 
Acho, Joy, Dave. So if Shady gets a rep on that jet motion, but Dave didn't get a rep, and Andy Reid targets Dave in the game, then now all of a sudden, though Shady could have executed it, Dave couldn't have. If Acho gets a rep at that same jet motion, but Joy doesn't get a rep, though Acho could have executed it, Joy didn't. And so fans have to be wondering at home because at times I'm sitting there thinking to myself, how in the heck have y'all not prepared for this? And it's because Andy Reid had a play in his package, multiple plays in the package, that the Eagles clearly did not have enough repetitions on and at least not enough high-speed repetitions. Walkthrough is one thing, but it's a whole different beast when all of a sudden you see zoom, 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 and that's why I blame Jonathan Well, well, well why can't it just be Andy Reid out, he outcoached him? He did. That happens all the time. Like, like that was their starters in there. There, there wasn't no backup. No, it was Maddox and it was, it was Slay and it was all the So moves. it's like the, the, um, the, the Chiefs, they also have a play where they put the running backs, on the, on, so they stack it to the left, right? They bring the guy into motion. And the running back, they cross it. You ever say they've been man coverage? Mm-hmm. They all come across, and then the running back picks easy and scores. They ran it earlier to McKinnon. Back, right. Right. It's always it a short, it's short yardage or it's ro- a red, red zone. Mm-hmm. So it's just, this was similar. They didn't, just, they didn't have a running back coming across. So when the wide receivers coming across like the Jets motion, they think oh, it, might be, it might be this play. No, it's not. That's an Andy Reid love. We got to give Andy Reid. The thing that drives me crazy about that, though, is like what happens in those situations? Like the halftime adjustment is the biggest myth in football, right? What happens as soon as that happens, everybody scurries over to the sideline and they get around the surface tablets. And Jonathan Gannon is supposed to be like, okay, see what's happening here? He's doing this. And that. We got to do this. We got to get off of this pure man look. We got to find a way to do this. And they didn't didn't do it. I didn't talk about that. That that part I didn't understand. Two times in the second half. (laughs) Here is what's fascinating. They did adjust. They didn't just didn't adjust fully. So if we if we do y'all have the play we yeah, chose in the A block? Do y'all have the A block big board? If we have the A block big board. So they did adjust, and y'all let me know when I'm ready, and I'll show y'all. They just didn't adjust fully. What you'll see the the first time, and I'll later display it is. The Eagles had no idea who was going to travel. Okay, okay. Darius Slay, are you going to travel? Right. Avante Maddox, are you going to travel? But the second time around, they actually knew who was traveling. Okay, Avante Maddox, just, he just kind of messed up. Okay, let's look at it the first time around. Darius Slay, Avante Maddox. Right. The first time, neither of them know who is going to run with Kadarius Toney. Maddox runs and Slay runs. This is the very first time it happens. Watch they both run. So neither of them actually know who in the world is going to run with Kadarius Toney. Watch him, Shady. Slay and Maddox are both running. You tracking with me? They both run. Now, the second time around, you're going to see it. James Bradbury and Avante Maddox are in the position. This time around, only Maddox runs. So they actually did adjust. Maddox runs. Bradbury does not run. Bradbury stays on his coverage to perfection. Maddox runs. The problem is Maddox overruns. So when Maddox runs, he doesn't check to see if the dude turned oh. back around. So they, I was watching it earlier this morning. Oh, they okay, actually did adjust. They got better. They just didn't get good enough. Did, did Gardner, did, did he have, so I see Slay pass it off. Yep. Was, was, so was, was he going to take him if he went over? Yes. Oh, when, when, when the Canarius Tony, if he were to actually go in full motion, yeah. the safety would come out the middle right. of the field. Because I, I, I see him pointing like, go. you take it. He would take Tony on the other side, yeah. and all of a sudden he Slay would move it, back to safety. It. Okay, yeah. So they actually did adjust, but like Shady said, Andy Reid was always one step ahead. You know what those plays are called in the Chiefs playbook? Corn dog. Corn dog. Yeah. They're, they're quick plays. They're quick. So Pure Andy Reid. Because basically he's trying to get you. Like, you say he's my man heavy set. What you trying to say? We've been That's talking about like cheeseburgers for the last two <laughs> weeks. But, but no, nah, but the cool thing is like they, uh, he'll say a play, right? There's no, there's, there's no right side, left side. There's one play, right? So if you're lined to the left, you're always lined to the left to corn dog. That way it's a fast play where they can't line up quick. Mm-hmm. Corn dog. Boom. You know where you're going. So how does, based on the call of corn dog, how do you know who's going in motion? 
He might say quarter on right, quarter on left. Got like it. something simple. Got it. So it's just it's that simple for the defense or for the offense. Incredibly simple. It's a Chip common. Kelly play. Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody calm <laughs> down. There's a couple names we're going to get in every show. <laughs> Chip Kelly, Dak Prescott. Y'all got the hint. Okay, when we return, we're talking dynasties. The Chiefs have won two Super Bowl titles in four years. But are they already a dynasty? Time to debate. Uh-oh. That's next. Uh-oh. Speed. Corndog. That was a good segment right there. Now, Shady, before the game, you had a turnt tailgate, man. Talk me through it. What was going on outside the Super Bowl, big dog? Chad Johnson, he wanted want to challenge me. The what? For little wings and things, little, you know, competition. I outdid him, though. I had like 10, he had like seven. Skinny guy, you know. <laughs> it was Took the trophy home. Was it like a, a hot wings competition or oh, just? It was hot. Yes. Oh, and it was like Spicy oh. wing challenge. It was hot. They gave you like the glass of milk to. Yep. Yep. They like, and they paid us good. <laughs> but but it was hard. I'm I won't confused. do it again. I I could I could crush that. I mean I feel. I couldn't breathe. I they were that hot. I could eat. I could do that. They were like super hot. It's just like the amount of them. So if it's me, if it's fast, ten know? wings isn't that many wings. But I feel like fast. I, I feel fat. And this is what I learned also. I love drums, right? Mm-hmm. I learned in the competition. I'm like, dang, it's taking too, oh, it's taking too long to eat it. It's awful. So I got the flats. flats. Yeah. So what was it? Who could eat them fastest? <laughs> yeah, it was like a minute in thirty. Minute thirty. Oh, okay. I missed that. Is an important so, uh, detail. Minute, minute in thirty. <laughs> Right, how many wings do you have? It was like, oh, like you ate wings. 10 wings in a minute 30? Yeah. Okay, I'm way more impressed. I apologize. I mean, but like, so with, with, with the flats, you could cheat a little bit. Half of it's gone. Yeah. The trick with the flat is to, to crush it a little bit, and then you can just yeah. put it in your mouth and oh, clean it. I only watched the hot dog challenges. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. watch the, 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 the hot wings. Joey Chestnut. I, <laughs> but I was, I was nauseous after that. Hey, hot dogs. Scott Gary, he got a crowd now. He's popping. And look, you know who else is popping? The Kansas, no, oh, oh. Shady. Yeah, they did win, my bet. The nope. Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> two Super Bowls now in the last four years, and they've gone three times. But but talk of dynasty around town. If you've won two in four years, five straight AFC championship games, three Super Bowl appearances in four years, are you already dynastic? After the game, Patrick Mahomes said, quote, I'm not going to say that we are a dynasty yet. We're not done. Close quote. But coming to you, Dave Hellman, if they're not a dynasty yet, will the Chiefs be a dynasty? They are in the midst of it, yes. Because and we we had a pretty good back and forth about this in the production meeting when you consider five straight appearances in the AFC title game, three appearances in the Super Bowl, you've won two of them. It's incredibly impressive. And I think everybody you you want to feel like you're witnessing history, so it's easy to like lean that way. I can't, I can't put it there yet. I like three Super Bowls is the cutoff for me to use that word. Uh, but I, I firmly, firmly believe we are in the midst of that. Do, do, does that mean they're going to repeat? Not necessarily. It's very hard to do that. Nobody's done it since the 03-04 Patriots. The Chiefs have already missed an opportunity to repeat. So I, I don't think you can say that. But if you're saying, will the Chiefs win another one in the next two, three, four years? Yes, absolutely they will. Because this was a team, as Joy talked about earlier in the show, that was sort of expected to take a step back by a lot of people. They traded Tyreek Hill. They didn't have a ton of star power on offense outside of Travis Kelsey. Their defense outside of Chris Jones is is not this fire-breathing unit on paper like the Eagles are or the 49ers. But they won the Super Bowl. 
They won the Super Bowl against the best roster in football, and they're in wonderful shape. They've got Mahomes under contract for the long term. They've got an offensive line in place that they should feel really, really good about. They're under the salary cap right now. Like A lot of times with, with a big quarterback, obviously, you're in cap trouble. The Chiefs are not. Patrick Mahomes is 27. Nothing in life is certain other than death and taxes, but I feel very confident saying the Chiefs are going to win another Super Bowl. I wouldn't bet on it being very far from now. So, yes, I think this, this era – we will eventually call it a Chiefs dynasty. It's just not quite there just yet. Where you at, Joy? Yeah, I'm not mad if you think that they are already. But to me, I'm with Dave. I think you need three. Dynasty's a big word. We mm-hmm. like to throw a lot of words around in, in what we do. We're still we, – the reason we do Cowboys talk so much is because of how much that team accomplished 30 years ago. You well, know? you know, I, I look at the Heat – the Heat's run with LeBron and the big three. They won two championships, went to four straight finals. But nobody calls that a dynasty. In fact, they think they underachieved. Now, I vehemently disagree, but <laughs> nobody calls it a dynasty. I, I think that's the standard. For three championships with, the, with, the, with one collective group or quarterback core, and coach combination yeah. is really when we start to have that conversation. They're the ninth franchise in NFL history to win at least two Super Bowls in a four-season span. Mm. So when you look at that many amount of organizations that have done that, it Ooh, does that say I'm sorry. Nine franchises in NFL history have won two, at least two Super Bowls in a four-year span. That feels like a... That's too many to say dynasty. Dynasty. But they are absolutely in the midst of it. Like, it's dynasty loading to me. And there's no one close to even beginning to write that narrative for their own organization. I brought up the Rams in the meeting and got immediately shot down. Uh, I would, I would, no, I disagree. Bring I up think, the context of well, how because you Because I was thinking when I was prepping this earlier, is there anyone else in the league who's even close to, to being in a dynasty space than the Chiefs? And you'd have to be someone who has won a Super Bowl in the last few years. Well, we obviously know Tom Brady won't be doing that anymore. And the Rams won the Super Bowl last year. Now, obviously, they didn't even make the playoffs this year, but if they came back and won another Super Bowl... They would, in my opinion, have a foundation to be building something that is dynastical, mm-hmm. which I guess we're going to make another word up today. we got to get a list. <laughs> but I got pushed back because they didn't make the playoffs this year. So I would disagree. I think if you missed the playoffs because of a bunch of injuries the way that the, the Rams did and came back and won another championship, they would be in a similar situation where, like, okay, you, you're set up to be a dynasty. That's why, to me, because everyone pushed back on it, and I'm fine with that, that's why I think you need three. I think that is the standard in sports, not just in football, but in, in, in every professional sport to be considered a dynasty. After further review, brilliancy is a word. So, oh. Oh. so say sorry. Oh. Oh. sorry. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's what I'll do. <laughs> what I'll do. <laughs> okay, Shady, well, I need you to do this for me. Are the Chiefs the next NFL dynasty? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say right now. Now, it could be even a bigger dynasty, but right now they're a dynasty. When you think of a dynasty, you think of great teams, right? You think of great coaches. Mm-hmm. They have great players. They have all that. Andy Reid's the coach. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they're all that same nucleus. They're all there. Let me tell you these numbers I got. We all got our own numbers. Let me tell you my numbers. So, first of all, in the last four years, right, they've played in three Super Bowls. They've won two of them. Last four years, four straight AFC Championship home games, right? They're 62-16. and 16. They're winning over 80% of their games. That's the best in the NFL we've seen. Like, that's dynasty talk. Okay, let's keep going. There's only four teams have ever had three Super Bowl appearances and two Super Bowl wins in four years. Yeah. So basically they're telling you, every four years, we're going to be here. We're winning the Super Bowl or we're in the Super Bowl. We have a chance to win, to add on to our dynasty, right? And them four, them four teams I talked about, 
obviously the Chiefs. Tom Brady did it twice. Mm. And the Dallas fans that love Dallas so much, they always love them and they talk about them. It's for when they did it in the 90s, right, with that team. And then the Raiders in the 70. Small list. Okay, and the last one. There's only been three teams that ever had five straight AFC championship games. Online, conference games. Mm -hmm. The Chiefs, Tom Brady and the Patriots, they did it eight times in a row in the Raiders and in, in the 70s. So these numbers are like on a small baby list. Like you got to squint to see how many teams it is. It's so many. It's, it's so less. I just think that when we think, talk about these dynasty teams, if it's, I don't know, if, if it's the Cowboys when they had the coach, yep. when they had the players, they had the wins. Who else would you want to? Who else would you want to throw in there? Patriots. The Patriots. It's not that many. Yeah. And the Chiefs is right up, right? And that, that they're not there yet because they do probably have to win a little bit more. But if we talk about dynasties, they have everything you need That's, which to be there. I think my, my only counter, I don't disagree with anything you said. I, my only counter is just we, we've been talking about it all show. Patrick Mahomes is 27. Andy Reid made it very clear he's not going anywhere. They're set up. Yeah. If I could take you 10 years into the future and this is the last time they win – wouldn't that be mildly disappointing? I mean, me, like, what about right now, though? I don't think, like, before, before you go, just right now, it's like every year, right, the Chiefs are, are either going to be in the Super Bowl or a game away from the Super Bowl. Right? And you would count on it. They, listen, and last part, they lose Tyreek Hill. Myself, I'm like, there's no it. way. I there's it. no way they're going back. They even look different. They look great last night. It still looks different. Yep. They're not throwing the ball downfield. They're not doing two plays touchdown. And they're still in the category of being a dynasty. They got to be. There's no other team that we can think about in the last other than the Brady, the Brady's. And that's the dynasty. Who else? They're all old teams. I, there's I, nobody I, doing it. It makes me the wonder, 70s. do we have to adjust our word for dynasty? Joy, you okay. and I had this okay. conversation two years ago about superstars. And I was like, yo, is there ever going to be another Michael Jackson? Right. And, and, and Joy, I believe if I can recall the conversation you brought up, well, it's hard because back then there is no TikTok. There is no Instagram. There is no Netflix. There is no Hulu. There was, you want to see Michael, you're going to have to turn on a network channel at 8 p.m. on Saturday night, and that is how you are going to consume that superstar. It is harder to be a superstar now because the market is so saturated. Okay, okay why do I bring that up? It's harder to have dynasties like the 90s Cowboys because of parity in the NFL. Yeah. We talked about the NFC East. There hasn't been a repeat cha division champion since 2002, 2003. Oh, wow. So I think because of the parity in today's game, compared to the parity even back in the 90s or even the early 2000s, you could argue, this is dynastic because in an age of total and absolute parity, yeah, yeah. you've got five straight AFC championship games, three Super Bowl appearances in four years, and you've won two of them. I think this is the new rendition of dynasty. Yeah. Just like a new rendition of superstar is not going to be the old school rendition of superstar final thought Dave. my counterpoint is just i mean we just the patriots just did this in the new cba era they went 14 16 18 and played in another one they lost in 17 and in the salary cap era they did it in 01 03 and 04 like we in the modern era with the parody and everything we've seen a team pull this off i'm not trying to hate on the chiefs i picked the chiefs to win the super bowl i just think again like joy said dynasty is a special word and I, I, me personally, I think it, it requires three trophies. I think there's a thin line between an amazing run yeah. and a dynasty. And to me, it's the third ring. Mm. But I do hear what you're saying, though. I, that, yeah. that's I why think we're I think all on the same page. I mean, we're going to give Patrick Mahomes a lot of flowers all offseason, as we should. But I think that's why this particular season, Patrick Mahomes deserves a little bit more. Because we talked about how great the Eagles were, and, and they were great all season. But Patrick Mahomes... Didn't have Tyreek Hill, adjusted the offense, 
was still able to win MVP and put up MVP numbers without a player like Tyreek Hill and went through the AFC with all of that parity talent, incredible talent on the, at, at quarterbacks in that, on that, in that conference and went through that and won the Super Bowl. So I hear you, and, you know, it's, it's a fair conversation, which I'm sure we'll get into throughout the offseason. <laughs> uh, but I still – I'm with Dave. I think you need to win three. Well, from one quarterback to the NFC's quarterback of Jalen Hurts, he threw a lot of passes yesterday, but is he actually getting the pass? because of that pivotal fumble return for a touchdown. Or maybe he quieted his critics and there's nothing to say. That's next up on Speed. Jalen Hurts getting passed. Now, Jalen Hurts did not get the win yesterday, but he still had one heck of a game. Four total touchdowns, about 380 total yards. And Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP, he had some high praise for the quarterback. Matt, speak up. If there was any doubters left, there, there shouldn't be now. I mean, the way he stepped up on this stage um, and ran through the ball, whatever it took for his team to win, I mean, that was a special performance. That I, I don't want to get. Lo- I don't want it to get lost in the in the the loss that they had. I mean, even in, whenever we got all the momentum in that game and and we went up eight points in the fourth quarter, for him to respond and move his team right down the football field and run it in himself for the two point conversion, it was a special performance by him, man. And uh, I mean, it, you make sure you appreciate that when you look back on this game. Shady, one of my favorite conversations you and I have ever had about sports, we actually had before today's show. Talking about is Jalen Hurts getting a pass. Reason being, he had a phenomenal, phenomenal game. But there was one scarlet letter, if you will. The, the game was tied, for, the game was 14 to 7. Eagles are winning. Jalen Hurts is, has the ball third and one, QB sneak. I believe right tackle, Sayamalu, ball starts. Now it goes to third and six. Well, on third and six, Jalen Hurts has his only true mistake of the game, but it was a pivotal mistake, not just a fumble, a fumble that the Chiefs not only recovered, but they recovered and they took into the other end zone. Now, Shady, it's 14 to 14. Keep in mind, I cannot omit this information. The next series, Jalen Hurts, 12 plays, 75 yards, of which he has 69 of these 75 yards, marches down the field and scores a touchdown. That's context of what you're witnessing there and what we will not show you but happen shortly thereafter. Shady, is Jalen Hurts getting a pass for that pivotal mistake that did allow the Chiefs seven? Yeah, I'm going to say yes. Um, And I'm not even being biased. I mean, Jalen Hurts, he played a phenomenal game. Like, I got to be honest and say this. That's probably the best game I've seen him play all year, right? And it's not all about the, the, the stats, but just how dominant he was. I've seen plenty of times where the Chiefs come out and they're rolling, right? They make adjustments, they're rolling, they're rolling, rolling, and the other te- team can't keep up. That was not Jalen Hurts. Oh, you scoring? Oh, I'm scoring. Oh, you passing? I'm passing. You running? I'm running. He was on everything. Without him, I don't know where the team would be. The defense didn't really hold up their end of the stick late in the game, mm-hmm. right? Jalen Hurts did. So I hate turnovers. I mean, if you ask me, hey, if I have 200 yards and I fumble, I'm going to be pissed off. at probably one of the greatest performance. But if I'm continuously delivering, 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 you got to make up for it. I think he did that. I think he made up um, that fumble with, with the way he played the whole game. And then the two-point conversion, that was big. It was. They really had him stopped. So to see that, man, he played a phenomenal game. I hope somebody does suggest to Jalen Hurts that he's getting a pass. It reminds me, remember we talked to Howie Roseman about it, the Eagles GM, before the game, when the Eagles fans were like, Howie, we forgive you. And he was like, for what? You're welcome for winning you a championship. So I dare somebody to be like, you know what, Jalen, I'm, I'm going to give you a pass, man. Like, you screwed up, but it's okay. Be like, you're welcome for being the only reason this wasn't a Chiefs route. Who? 
Who pulled their weight on the Eagles more than Jalen Hurts or arguably at all? Again, this, is, this was a top, top defense getting historical comparisons. They did nothing in this game. No sacks, 160 rushing yards allowed, 38 points allowed, no takeaways. Special teams didn't come through. Kadarius Toney punt, uh, punt return changes the dynamic of this game completely. And what held it all together? This isn't the best Jalen Hurts has played this year. This is the best he's ever played, at least that I've seen. And I, you know me in SEC football. I've been watching this guy's career since, I, since he was in college. This was an amazing performance. This is one of the best performances I've ever seen in a Super Bowl. He happened to fumble. Things happen in football games. But what's that then say? Because I remember before the show, we did, I mean, we did these topics. Does Patrick Mahomes need to play a perfect game? Well, yeah, he absolutely does. Jalen Hurts, now nah, he can probably play pretty good, and they'll win. That was kind of the consensus. We said Hurts didn't. Nobody even... expected this toothless of a performance from the Eagles. But defense. what does it say that you believe? I don't think Hurts played the best game of his career, but it wasn't far off. I don't think it's an outlandish statement. Considering, okay. I, oh, I, the magnitude of the game? Understood. Fair. Sure, he played better against the Titans in Week 10. Who cares? The Titans suck. This is the Super Bowl. And he went out. He was dotting it up. They went 11 of 18 on third down. He picked up six of nine third down attempts with his arm. Like, we, we write off what he does with his legs all the time. He was converting third down after third down as a passer. He played really, really, really well. Yeah. He's the only reason the Eagles were in this game. game. Yeah. Not, the, Sorry. The not, to, not to push back on you that hard, but like considering that this was the Super Bowl no, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Magnitude, right. magnitude absolutely. If I, didn't, I didn't know it was in context of magnitude. I would have said the Steelers. I would have said the Titans outside of context. But context of magnitude, absolutely. I won't dispute that. Joy, where do you stand on Jalen Hurts getting a pass? It's almost like you got a full night's sleep, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you got the special coffee. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, those, statistic, those great statistical games don't matter. Nobody cares about that. Like when we're talking, you know, what's the best statistical game that Patrick Mahomes ever had, six touchdown passes or whatever. Those are great, you know, when you're talking about their careers. But what do you do in the games that matter? Tom Brady has thrown and and turned the ball over, thrown pick sixes in Super Bowls. The difference is Jalen didn't win the game. Had the Eagles won the game, we truly would not even be mentioning the fact that this fumble happened. That's the difference. Wins and losses, and and that's how it goes. That's, That's just the way this all works. But he was responsible for every point that was on the board for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Chiefs' defense is responsible for seven points, and the Chiefs' special teams Mm. was essentially responsible for the other seven. So uh, all the talk and and deserved praise, there were two moments that two other phases of the game came up big for the Chiefs, and it it translated into points. Obviously, Patrick Holmes and the Chiefs' offense still had to score, but they were on the five-yard line thanks to that unbelievable run back and and this fumble. So uh, Jalen Hurts... Was, is allowed a mistake. You're not expected to play a perfect game. Uh, if you're playing a per- perfect game, then it should be because a whole side of the ball didn't show up, which would be the Eagles' defense. Yeah. So, yes, he's, he's getting a pass, but he deserves a pass because he's the only reason they were in that game. He's responsible for every single point that was on that board. He played an unbelievable game outside of that mistake and still put his team in a position to be tied at the end of the game. I guess my thought press then, Shady, is my thought process is what is the magnitude of the mistake you're allowed to make? Let's talk special teams. Eagles special teams, they made both their field goals. Chiefs special teams did not. Eagles special teams had a very good punt return. 
But the Eagles special teams led up a very big punt return. So what's the magnitude of the mistake that you are allowed to make, given the fact that outside of that one bad punt return for the Eagles special teams, they played a very good game. They outplayed the Chiefs special teams unit. So, Shady, where do you stand? Somebody who's played in the game or been in the game before, played in the NFL for 12 years, where do you stand? How do you think Jalen Hurts is feeling? How do you as an Eagles fan, a soon-to-be-retired jersey holder? Like, where do you stand on all that? I guess it's like if 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 it was me and I, I fumbled in a big game like this, right, and I come back, and I give you 200-plus yards. I give you some touchdowns, and I'm carrying the team. It's like I'm responsible for that fumble, but, I mean, I'm making up for it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It, it, or on basketball, well, they didn't win the game. But I'm saying if a guy, you know, he missed the, the game-winning free throw or something like that, but it go, goes to overtime, and he, he's carrying the team all the way to the finish line, and we just we don't win. It's, it's hard to really judge Jalen Hurts on just that play. Now, I do think that he made. It was three guys there. It was a pull read option. You kept it. Fall down. I mean, but now it happens. I'm, I'm, I'm big on how he responded. He yeah. responded. Yeah, like crazy. Come on. He like, responded it, like crazy. You can't respond no other way if you want to be perfect. That was perfect res- response. 12 plays, 75 yards, Come of which Jalen Hurts had 69 of them to go down. And nobody, and, and I'm going to be honest, I didn't think that Jalen Hurts would play like that. I'm just going to be honest. No. In the, in the first Super Bowl game? Considering what we've seen in the playoffs before what? that? He is one of he played one of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen. Right. And I've been watching him for a while at this point. He just didn't happen to win the game. It happens. It does happen. Unfortunately for Eagles fans, I don't know if that's going to be enough. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it happens is good enough. All right. Coming up, the Eagles. We were in it the whole way. But this controversial penalty call, many say, robbed the Eagles of a Lombardi trophy. Did the Eagles get robbed? What did the Chiefs actually deserve? Man, you know that ref is from Kansas City. Oh, uh, is he? No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> ref Gates next on speak. Black History Month is a perfect time to reflect on all of our black heroes. Don't count the days. Make the days count is not a quote attributed to a poet or a novelist, but rather boxer Muhammad Ali. Both spiritual and lyrical, there has never been an athlete quite like him. He challenged not only authority, but the way we thought and lived. All the while becoming the greatest heavyweight fighter of all time, and inarguably the most important. Ali was Instagram and TikTok before they existed. Endlessly entertaining, but serious and defiant. He made not only opponents uncomfortable, but our government too. Refusing to support the Vietnam War, saying, you want me to go somewhere and fight? But you won't even stand up for me here at home. Muhammad Ali opened the doors for every athlete to walk through. The game of the year knotted up under two minutes left. That's when Eagles defensive back James Bradbury was called for holding. He admitted that he did do it, but a little ticky-tack of a call right there with the entire game on the line. Now, Mahomes, he clearly was irate with the penalty, but it did go the Chiefs' way. After the game, Bradbury spoke about it. Take a listen. I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. It's a big game, um, and it was, it was a hold, so they called it. Interesting. Dave, did the Eagles get robbed? The Eagles did not get robbed. We we got robbed, and I think that's where. What you mean by that? That's what the stems because we, we as football fans and the viewing oh. audience. I mean, not I Eagle fans. Yeah, I knew y'all won there. Like 
Oh, like the, the yeah. Cowboys. Oh. I ain't no, sorry. People who enjoy watching football oh, okay, and who want to see dope stuff happen in the Super Bowl got robbed. That's what I'm saying. And that's, I think that's where the argument comes from. Because, like, once you watch the tape and listen to James Bradbury, you're like, yeah, okay, he grabbed his jersey. James admitted to it. It is a flag. It doesn't matter what the circumstances were. It's technically a flag. But for me, as a fan of football, I look at it and I say, yeah, it's a flag. It's pretty ticky-tack. Something similar happened earlier in the game, and it didn't get called. And it's just, it's just a shame that even if it was a flag, this really swung the outcome of the game. Because if it doesn't get called, and by the way, I don't think Juju makes that catch anyway. I know that doesn't have any bearing on whether or not the flag gets thrown. I don't think he makes it. So if that's the case, then the Chiefs likely kick a field goal to go up three with 154 to play and a timeout. And who doesn't want to see... Jalen Hurts with that opportunity, especially what he's done in these moments earlier in the game, after the fumble, touchdown drive. After the Chiefs take an eight-point lead, touchdown drive. So Jalen Hurts with a chance and a lot of time to drive for the tie or the win, that's why I watch sports. So we got robbed of a better game. Like, if this flag doesn't get thrown, I think we wind up watching a top three Super Bowl ever. And, 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 and it, was, it, was, it was a correct call. Like I said, I don't think the Eagles got robbed. I wish the end of the game had been more entertaining. So I feel like we got robbed. But the Chiefs are very, very deserving winners. I got no beef with it. That's not what I'm trying to say. But, yeah, it's, a, it's an anticlimactic finish. That's I, all. I think the call was trash. Reason the call was trash, not because it wasn't the right call, just because you don't make the call in that moment. That's, yeah, like, I agree. It's like giving a ticket for going 50 and a 45. People speeding all day, every day. So, yeah, I was speeding, but everybody's speeding. I recall hearing an offensive line coach one time tell his offensive lineman, yeah, essentially hold on every play because the refs aren't going to call it. Defenders hold on just about every play. Offensive linemen hold on just about every play. There's always a subtle jersey tug here, always a subtle grab of the chest plate here. There's always holding and penalties and rules, not necessarily being broken, but being bent. Go down outside on your driveway right now and somebody's speeding. You're not going to get a ticket because it's just how it goes down. So it's not as if it wasn't a flag, but to throw the penalty in that moment with the magnitude of that game just seemed like a senseless flag. Because if you are, in fact, going to call that holding, then you got to call that holding every time it happens. But you can't do that because that's nonsensical. That would be like pulling somebody over for speeding every time they go five miles over. You don't do that because it's nonsensical. That's why I don't like how that went down, Joy. I hate it because throughout this postseason, the referees have been such a conversation. And I hate it. It's not about y'all. Nobody's here for you. And I hate that this happened in the Super Bowl. One, it's going to give people a conversation starter about this whole script thing and, you know, (laughs) it being fixed and the NFL just wants the Chiefs to win and all this stuff that takes away from the greatness of that game and what the Chiefs actually accomplished. For some people, most of us will just say, okay, it was really a holding and it sucks that it was called in that space. But I hate that that conversation is reinforced. It was the only holding penalty called all game. And to your point, we know damn well this wasn't the only hold that happened in the entire game. So to call it in that spot, this is just the conversation that I think we all can never get onto the same page with. Like, yes, it's the correct call, but do you make that call in that spot? To me, I just want you to be consistent throughout the whole game, which they weren't, and that's what bothers me about it. It's not that it wasn't actually a hold. It did swing the game in that moment. 
And that's what's frustrating about it is you, you didn't you weren't consistent with that call all game long because we know that wasn't the only hold that happened throughout the game. Mm. So it just they didn't get robbed because the Chiefs played an amazing game. Patrick Mahomes was unbelievable. Andy Reid called a great game. And the and overall, the Eagles defense did nothing all all game. But it just it does. It sucks that it happened in that moment. It's funny that we, we talk about how these games are, are such great Super Bowl games. And it's always like high scoring games. We want the defense to play well, but mm. we want a great game. This is weird. But anyway, <laughs> um, I just think that, yeah, I, I want to say Rob because we, we lost the game. And uh, that call definitely helped out a lot. But it was other plays we, we could have made or shouldn't have happened that helped us out. Like, we, the defense played a little better. Um, you know, the, the punt return, that, that really, really hurt us. And then even, the, even with the Jalen fumble, even though he made up for it, that had something to do with the loss. Um, and these refs, to be honest, they did pretty good this game, right? Like, they didn't have a whole bunch of – Drastic calls, oh, my God, another one, another one. Where we've seen in, in the NFC Championship game, yeah. where, where they had some, in the NFC games, they had some. So I got to give the refs some credit. I think they missed this one, um, you know, that, that last call. But then again, I will say this. As the game get, goes on and, and it gets tighter and tighter and smaller for um, uh, the margin of error, you have to be smarter. Okay, look, man, hey, minute something left, it's tight, tight ball game, let's give them three. I can't, maybe I can't pull, maybe I can't hold. I got to be smarter. I got to be better. And I think that a player of his magnitude who are all pro, you got to be thinking like that. If a, guy, a running back, if a guy is blitzing me, a linebacker, man, he's bigger than me. I probably can't block him the right way. I can't hold him. Yeah. Before, before I can hit him and hold him a little bit, they won't call it on the running back. But the game, when, where, where you at in the game, you can't do that. Yeah, so sometimes, I like that. Shady, sometimes, like you said, the pivotal word, operative word, is smarter. The late hit on Mahomes by Joseph Osai Come in on. the championship game yeah. helped the Chiefs win. And right there, that penalty on Bradbury helped the Chiefs win a Super Bowl. Either way, Chiefs, y'all got it done. Congrats to y'all. But coming up, we got to take care of some family business. I don't know how we made it to the show. We collectively have eight hours of sleep. <laughs> like if you add up all the sleep we have. It is time for our final speak standings of the year. We picked the winner of every single game, and this is how it played out. Well, well, well. I'm not that mad about it. I should have actually bet all these games. I would be up. <laughs> I mean, that is a great yeah, point. Yeah, Shane, why don't you have your man? You, you tied to win. So, me and Dave won, so you guys got to play the, the bet. Yeah, we got to split. I mean, I'm on top of the list. I don't know about, I don't know what this me and Shane. <laughs> I don't know. I'm on the top, baby. Grandma's <laughs> doing it again, Grandma. <laughs> That's it for us. <laughs>